Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, is it? Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Subscribe does not mean you have to pay. You don't have to pay. This thing is for free. You'll follow us eventually, according to Mikey A., but this thing is for free. Uh, you have been busting my balls all week about something. Uh, before we get to Greg Giannotti, morning host at WFAN, does the show with Boomer Esiason, <laughs> 6 to 10 a.m. on my favorite sports radio station, uh, The Fan in New York. You've been busting my balls, Mikey A. What is going on, man? So there, there are a lot of people that work a lot around the clock to make sure you sound good and this program sounds good, yeah. myself included. And we mm. make these little videos for you to tweet out. And the only only thing you have to do is take the video we send you that yeah. we work so hard on me ryan chris mike ryan we send you these videos and all you have to do is copy the video and put it in a tweet with the link to the episode and all you send out is random numbers and letters in a string and people just make fun of you and it's yeah. just i'm just wondering how is it that you can't actually copy and paste a video um stupidity <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I had to remind Andrew Brandt of this last week. The name of our podcast is Stupidity. The logo for the stu- uh, for the podcast is me sitting on a fucking toilet bowl. Okay, I am getting old. I am senile. I have been through a rough couple of months here with my family. I am not using my mom's death as an excuse. But. <laughs> Unless it I works. Miss <laughs> I miss her. I miss her so much. Mama! Ooh! I love you, Mom. I have a special episode this week coming up uh, for my mom um, to honor her and to thank uh, a lot of the folks 
who made contributions to both of her charities, uh, and just to talk about that. Talk about her, honor her, and thank the audience for um, coming as strong as they did, which made me super, super emotional. So we will release that uh, later on this week. Mike, we are on a path here right now. I think we might have three episodes this week. This is very exciting. Oh, How about that? Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> don't, totally, don't jinx it. It's only Sunday. All right. You, you, uh, you threw strike one and you're going, hey, this guy's on his way to a perfect game. Well, listen, I know, listen, Giannotti's going to be great. I know that. He and I are friends. We've known each other for a while. Uh, and he is doing mornings at WFAN. He is a fun guy. He's a funny guy. And we'll have some fun with him. I just committed a second episode to you for my mom, okay, mm-hmm. to honor my mom. It's something I've been trying to do, wanting to do uh, for a while now. And I think we're going to have a third episode as well. So how about I'm, that? I might have one in the works. I might have a really? little special episode myself in the works for, for, for Stu Gatz. Yeah. All right, very good. Um, how do you feel about Giannotti? You excited for this? I mean, you're you're a New York guest I'm a New band, Yorker. So I, I grew up listening to WFAN. <laughs> I mean, I could just remember my mom getting in the car at, like when me or one of my brothers would be driving, and of course the fan is on, and she'd be like, "Can you turn this shit off?" And then like two minutes in, she'd be like, "I don't get it. I think Jeff Nelson is a great reliever." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's bring on our buddy Greg Giannotti. And just know this: he is currently uh, doing the job that I wish I was doing. <laughs> sitting next to booms every day six to ten in the morning in the only market that still cares about local sports radio wfan in new york let's bring on our buddy greg giannotti Stu out here for my friends over at miller light a lot's changed over the years one thing that hasn't the great taste of miller light Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice-cold Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Giannotti. Hello. What up? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Great, man. I'm. Uh, show was funny today. Got in the car quick, trying to get out of this uh, <laughs> city, <laughs> fucking this hellhole that it's turned into, and get home. <laughs> yep. Like how how sad is New York City? The last I don't know. Well, how long have you been out, Giannotti? <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, yeah. So I I spent seven months at home. Uh, March to November, and I've been back in, like, it was, I don't know, sometime middle of November, then I went back in, or beginning of November, so, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's dead, it's just, like, it's dead, it's not as, like, I was worried about, like, coming in and parking a car and, and, and walking in and being some, you know, craziness going on, none of that's really happened, but, you know, there's a lot of business, I look to my left right now, Is this whole place that's just boarded up, there was a restaurant that was there, it's got graffiti all over it, it's just, like, the only good thing about it is I get in and out with no problems. It's just so quick right. that I can get in and out of the city. There's no traffic. But, but yeah, it's, I right. mean, it's, it's 
definitely, you know, it's definitely sad. But I, you know, well, who the hell wants to be in here if you can go somewhere else right now? It'll it'll come back. Right. It's going to take some time. I'll tell. You, I figured that out in 1997. I got the fuck out of there and moved down to South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know. Listen, if I didn't, if I didn't have uh, this particular job. I, I'd consider the same thing. I would, I'd be down in Delray Beach and Rocco's Tacos getting fucked up every night. <laughs> that a boy. Greg Giannotti with us, host of, Bo- uh, of, of Boomer and Geo, a 6 to 10 on WFAN, the radio station I grew up with. And you are on Coast to Coast, CBS Sports Network. Is that correct, my friend? Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, simulcast on television. CBS Sports Network every day, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Greg, how fucking fried are you right now? Like, I'm shocked that you're doing this because I, there are time, many times after the show, I just drive home in silence because <laughs> I'm exhausted, you know? Yeah, I usually do for the first portion of the ride, but then I start dozing off. So, like, that's right. the, old, the only <laughs> thing that keeps me up is talking to somebody on the phone. Like, I've done everything. I put the windows down. I blast the music. I chew on ice. I hit myself in the leg. <laughs> Nothing works, so I have to be able to, to talk to somebody. And plus, you know, like there's there's a post show high that you have if you have a good show. Obviously, there's like the the post show self loathing if you don't. But there's a post show yeah. high if you have a good show and heading into Friday. So you catch me right after the show. It's fine. Like if we if we had done this, you know, the second I got home and I ate lunch or something, I'm just a complete disaster pure zombie can't even put a thought together uh, especially after a, a five-day week but i mean it's sports talk radio you know what i'm saying it's like it's really not it's the waking up and it's the commute that's the big problem i i hear you but like listen for me i got if people ask me right after the show what the fuck did you guys talk about today like right after the show greg and i'm like i have no idea like does yeah, that happen to you like i know you had a good show today but do you remember anything you talked about no, I mean, I'll, well, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> today, today, I did. No, I know, I know what you're talking about, and usually that's the way yes, it is. Yes. Like, like someone will text me, "Hey, by the way, it's Tostitos," and I'll be like, "What the fuck do you mean?" I'm like, oh, you were asking a question about the chips. <laughs> but, um, but today we did. The, the reason why, the reason why I'll remember today's show forever is because yeah. we, I, I walked Boomer into giving an answer to "fuck, marry, kill" on the Manning brothers. And I can't believe that he actually did that <laughs> on the air. He was like, he was like, you that's know what? That's a good what? job out of you, Greg. Yeah, I'm serious. That's a good job. I, I mean, you're extracting. You're extracting. <laughs> Wait, which one did of he all pick? People. All right. So he, he goes, he just like so matter of factly, he's like, he's like, you know, I think you got to marry Eli. You got to have sex with Peyton. And then I think you're killing Cooper. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you actually did it. And then, and then we moved on then to like the Sims family, you know, like Phil right. and Chris and Matt. And we did, I was like, he was just in a mood today and I got him, I got him going on that stuff. So I will always remember today's show uh, because of that particular thing. Where do you go with the Sims family? It's got, Chris is the one you're having sex with, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I actually, well, you know, my answer, cause he wouldn't answer cause he got a little, after the Manning one, he was like, listen, I've said enough. And he works with Phil right. every day. So I ended up answering uh-huh. it. I said, I said, you're killing Matt because I don't know enough about him. Um, Chris, yeah. I would marry because he's on the way up. And then Phil Sims, yeah. I would fuck just so I could tell the story. Like, like <laughs> you know, like what, what, what a great party story. Be like, yeah, you know, I fucked yeah. Phil Sims. You know, it's like a great, it's a great story. 
I think people, listen, I for one would be super impressed if you told me that fucking story, man. Oh, right. Did, what like, would Phil? Right. right, no, I know. I'd be like, no, but seriously, it's like, you know, Chris, I feel like is an easy one. Like if you, if you climb that mountain and you could actually, yes. you know, be with Phil Sims, to me, that's a far better story and accomplishment than Chris. Dude, come over. Uh, Gio's telling me I fucked Phil Sims story. I know. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, Uh, we had Phil and Chris. Have you ever had the two of them on together? Their their dynamic is laugh out loud funny. We had them on. We play a game called the Stoolywood game. So we had, uh, it was me and my dad. It's who knows their dad better. So it was me and my dad. It was Phil and Chris. And every time Chris got one wrong, Phil threatened to punch him in the fucking face. (laughs) It was odd. Greg, it was so odd, dude. Yeah, and it's like real. That's the thing, too. Like, it's not like a joke for the air. Like, he really wants to punch him in the face, uh, which could be a little scary. Yeah, I love him. Oh, my God. You know, Chris was, yeah, he, he was he was in the running there for like jobs at WFAN and like it never really worked out. I, I thought he would have been he would have been really, really good uh, if he had been, uh, you know, a full time guy. And, you know, maybe part of that afternoon show after Mike had first left. But, you know, it didn't work out and he's killing it at NBC. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, he's great. He's a good friend. Um, and he would have been great at WFAN. I want to ask you, though, Greg, because this is. You and I have known each other for a bit here. We've spoken on the phone. You, Like me, you grew up listening to WFAN, and local radio is still alive and well in one market, and that market is New York, uh, and that yeah. station has significance to a lot of people. If I told a 15-year-old Greg Giannotti that one day he'd be hosting the morning show on that station, you would have told me what? That I, you were absolutely not <laughs> those jobs that it is to get into the NBA. It's not going to happen. You know, maybe I'll, you know, go out to... So I grew up a big Minnesota Vikings fan. So I thought if I was ever going to get in a business, that a great job with the thing drive time in Minneapolis talking about the Vikings because there was no way I was going to be able to break in and be on WFAN. It was just going to be too hard. Um, So I would have told you you were nuts. I would have said, I'd find a job somewhere in the country and I'll be happy to do it. But no, and then, you know, when I was 15, you know, Imus was still on the air in the mornings. So, like, I never knew what the plan was going forward at FAN if they were ever going to do a sports show. So if you would have told me morning drive, I really would have told you you were crazy. And and even to this day, it sort of doesn't, and it sounds stupid, but it doesn't feel real. You know, like, because if you think back at, like, you know, like Mike and the Mad Dog, Imus, you know, Boomer and Carton, when they started, like, it just it was so large and so big and so intimidating that you never thought, like, you could actually be one of those guys. And when you walk in the studio, you see your name on the studio, and you see people write about you and all that stuff. It still, it still doesn't feel like it's actually happening. And sometimes you got to, you know, you got to sort of be in the moment and, and, and say, hey, this is pretty cool, as opposed to being like a, a, a total maniac. I mean, you know how sports talk guys are. You know, it's all about the next thing or how is the show or what's going on or what am I going to talk about? You know, when you have success, you know, sometimes you don't sit there and, and, and actually enjoy it. So I'm trying to do, as I'm getting a little bit older here, uh, going to be 39, approaching 40. I, I kind of oh, am looking. You. <laughs> I knew that was going to get you. I knew that was going to get you. Um, so, uh, you know, as, as, I, as I get really old up there towards 40, I, I'm trying to enjoy those moments a little bit more. There's a guy on a yeah, freaking I, one of those crotch rocket bikes right now. I'm sorry if you can hear that. Yeah. There's some guy, it's like, I've, you know, one of the like, Tokyo drifts or something going on right now on the BQE. 
How annoying are those fucking things? Seriously. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, and, like, you know, the, you see how many people, like, get fucked up and die on those motorcycles. It's like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, they're weaving in and out of traffic like, like they're invincible, like they're, they're immortal. And it's just, I, that's one of my biggest fears is these crotch rockets, like, cut in front of me. And then I'm like, ba-dum, ba-dum, but I'm like, oh, my God. Now I got to think about this for the rest of my life. I want to tell you, and by the way, I'm glad you're you're starting to enjoy the moments because I told you a while back, hey, just enjoy the ride. Um, but I'm wondering, cause so that first day, Greg, because this is dream this is dream come true type stuff for you. So that first day, you're on with Boomer, you're replacing Carton. Uh, walk us through that. You nervous? What the fuck happened? All right. So now, do you want the first day that I auditioned when the the job was open? Because that that that's a better story, actually. So. Like, all right, so give me that right. one. Go ahead. Uh, perfect. All right, so good. this is... <laughs> this is... Uh, Giannotti, this is why you're good. You go... Listen, this is why you are great. You get a different boomer than everyone else, okay? And you just yeah. steer the... Uh, you, you just steered me exactly where you thought we needed to go to the better story. This is why you are great. I'm telling you, this is why you're good. Uh, all right, so this is what happens. So finally I get the shot. I'm going to do a week with Boomer. Um, Mark Chernoff tells me I get the full week. I walk in there. Of course, this is the weekend that Trump calls uh, the uh, the players, you know, the sons of bitches. Remember that old thing? Like, oh, let's fire those sons of bitches. And then all the entire NFL kneels. Now, like, I'm a guy that whatever topic you want, you know, I'll, I'll talk about, I'll have an opinion on it, whatever. But, you know, much like you, you know, I'd rather, like, do fart jokes or tell a story about something that happened or, like, let's make fun of this thing and let's, you know, talk about a free agent. Like, when I'm, when I'm getting into this stuff, I'm like, I cannot believe that this happens. And let me tell you, the hatred that I got from that show, I couldn't, it was four hours of, like, like old school listeners, you know, call it like it was like it was like fifty five Navy SEALs called in a row to like tell me how much of a wuss I was. And I walked out of there like, oh, my God, I just blew my entire career like like it, because I had a take on the NFL. Like this is unbelievable. And then uh, and I was like, all right, just keep doing what you're doing. Just be you. Just be you. And luckily, like I had like four more days to be able to like showcase me as an entertaining morning guy and not like freaking you know Hannity and Combs um but you know right. it was uh it was it was scary because like I didn't know like I mean I had an opinion on it and I gave it you know but I was like I thought it would be like a good discussion back and forth and it turned out to be this like like crazed <laughs> political show where I walked out of there like covered in blood you know <laughs> I was just like this is yeah, not exactly. what I want to do <laughs> I don't want to do this. This isn't the dream, man. This isn't WFAN, the dream. I mean, this sucks. You know, I look down on my Twitter, it's like, you snowflake pussy fuck. You know, and I'd be like, what? No, no, what do you mean? I just wanted to do a show. You attack one of the listen. You weren't discussing a bunt in the third inning of regular season game. One, you know, ninety two. This is yeah. one of those third rail topics. You knew that, Greg. You knew that. No, I know, I know, I know. But it's like you know, my my dream of like full time FAN is like Mike and Chris going through the giant schedule doing win loss. You know, like that's what <laughs> right. that's what I thought I was gonna do. All right, listen, we'll go week six. I got fucking ears on the road, Mikey. What do you think? Um, you know, I'll, I'll give him a win. I'll give him a win there, dog. All right, so we got we, oh, we got him now. We got him five and five after week ten. 
Uh, so like, and then I'm here. Here I am, like just taking swings and arrows. But you know what it was? It was almost like looking back on it was almost the best thing that that could have happened because like I got the worst of it out of the way. And you got to remember too, like I had been so leading up to that. You know, I had done part time stuff on FAN here or there, but I was working at CBS Sports Radio, which nobody listened to. So like, I'm talking about no, I could say anything on that show. I did a show with Brian Jones for three years. It was 6 to 9 a.m. On that, on that network, and we were on, like, some shitty a.m. stations in, like, you know, wherever the fuck, Kentucky. You know, no one was listening right. to us. Nobody cared. Didn't matter. So, like, and I, you know, I would get, like, one tweet. Like, my mentions would pop up, like, once a month. Someone would say something about the show, and then throw me in there to talk about Kaepernick. I was like, oh, God. I go from nobody paying attention to me. Um, to uh, getting thrown in with a you know Trump Kaepernick showdown, uh, it was a it was it was, it was a wake up call for the ages. Uh, it's got a, it's similar to to my path. Dan and I doing the show. I don't know 10, 12 years down in Miami, which is the wild wild west of fucking radio. Okay, I mean you can yeah. say whatever the hell you want down here, and we would say whatever the hell we wanted, and then we got the ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. Right, and that changed that, that changed pretty that changed pretty quickly. When did you guys know, Greg? I'm wondering because you take over for Carton, right? Carton yep. and Boomer already had a very successful show, uh, and you know Craig, right? Um, and so yep. I'm wondering when did you feel like Boomer accepted you? When did you feel like you had a great show on your hands? Uh, I would say probably. I mean, it took about eight months for me to feel totally comfortable, you know, and right. it was. You know, it might have even been a little longer than that. Like, there was there was a point. It might have actually been, like, 11 months. Now I think about it, because I'm thinking back to November. So I got in this back-and-forth battle with Francesa that actually, you know, it ended up on the back page of the New York Post. It said Fan Duel, and it had my face and Francesa's face yelling at each other on the back page of the New York Post. You know, and it said, uh, feud between hosts gets nasty and personal. And I remember, like, going into work that day and, like, flipping over the paper and seeing that and then boomer going hey you made it i'm proud of you and it was sort of like you know instead of me like riding sidecar i had sort of like established myself a little bit in that moment uh but there was a long time where i mean you know he'll admit this you know that he you know even though we had done a bunch of uh tryout shows together and i did a couple weeks with him he still didn't trust me yet if fully with like topic choices and things and I, I, w- I remember because when, you know, Craig got arrested and it happened so quickly, like Boomer had to go into quarterback mode. Like he had to be like, I got to save this thing. I got to keep people together. And he did a great job of doing that. But it was hard to break him from full control of the program earlier, uh, early when I started with him because he was, he was used to that. So there were a lot of times that, like, I remember I would, I'd come back and I'd start a topic that he didn't want to talk about. And he would just say something like, what are you worried about that for? And then go to a call. And I was like, ah. So like I had this whole, you know, whole thing planned. I was like, you know what I think about what Dave Gettleman said? He'd be like, what do you care about that for? Ted and Secaucus, you're on the fan. And I'd be like, all right. Like, this is a full-blown neutering every day. He went back to his comfort zone, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. So that was his eject yeah. button. Like, that was, like, he had the ability to go to the calls, and that was his eject button. Anytime that, you know, I brought up something he wasn't comfortable with or, you know. But then, so, you know, about a year in, maybe a little less, 
it had gotten to the point where he trusted me and he knew even if I was going down a road that he didn't want to go down or whatever, that he would just go with me because he knew it would work out. But that was, yeah, that, that was tough, man. Like, you know, those are the things that, that people like don't understand. And, you know, I told some people during that time, like, oh, it felt like you fit in seamlessly and it seemed like it worked right away. And I was like, I'm glad that it sounded like that. But I was leaving that studio every day like, like this, is, this isn't good. Like, I haven't earned his respect yet. Like, this doesn't sound good. You know, I'd listen back to the shows and be like, this, this isn't it. Um, and it was, it was stressful during that time because you never know, man. Like, you fight so hard to get to that point in your career where, like, you, you feel like you're there and you made it in a job that you don't want to ever leave. And then, like, then, then your mentality switches to, like, okay, well, this is the job I always want to keep. And, like, the, the, you know, it, it, you, you'll do anything to make sure that it works, and, and luckily it did. Uh, it's funny because we had moments early on, the first two years of our show, we actually went back and played the first episode, the first show we ever did. Dan couldn't sit through it. He couldn't last uh, five fucking minutes because uh, we sure. sounded so young. We sounded so terrible, and the audience loved it. But Dan and I, Greg, you have a feeling. You know when you're doing the show correctly. You know when you're doing it well, and you really have to be in the business to kind of know that. Um, yeah. And so we would tell, like, we have told stories before. We knew how bad we were in the first year or two. Now, we were a Ford at the time, and that's very important. Program directors get an itchy trigger finger. Uh, but we yeah. were a Ford at the time to kind of find our footing. But Levitar will tell stories of him driving around his community, riding around in the middle of the night on a bicycle because he couldn't slap. He couldn't sleep because he felt like the show was so fucking bad. And so, oh, yeah. like, it will stay with you. The bad shows will stay. That feeling will stay with you until you get it right, you know? Well, yeah. The, the people who are successful always have stories like that because that's how you're successful. You care that deeply. So that, that first show I did with all the crazy political stuff, I remember it was, you know, it was like the end of the boating season up here. So it was like, you know, uh, late October, early November. It was a really nice day. And I remember taking my boat out by myself into the Great South Bay and just sitting there, like on the boat by myself as it was just floating in the water, just thinking about everything. How was I going to get, you know, get on the same page with them? How am I going to have fun? How am I going to make it sound like a morning show? How am I going to do this? Like, this is your entire livelihood. This is your entire life and your career on the line here the rest of this week. Like, you can't, it can't be another show like that. Like, you need to, I mean, right. of course, these are important topics to talk about, but it can't be four hours of, like, you know, you, with a machete in a jungle going through political topics. Like, it can't be that. You're never going to get this job. Um, so, so yeah, man, I, I mean, w w without a doubt, I, you know, if you're, if you're good at what you do, you care about what you do, you know how it sounds, you know, every successful talk show host will tell you that they had those moments where they were by themselves, you know, with some sort of like career existential crisis on their hands. Uh, yes or no, that picture of you and Francesa back page, that thing is framed in your fucking house. Yes or no? <laughs> well, it's framed, <laughs> but my, my wife won't let me hang it. <laughs> she was like she was like i don't want that asshole's head on my wall <laughs> i was like me or mike which one <laughs> put it right next to the wedding photos <laughs> but yeah it, it's on it's on the wall in my parents house though every time i go over there to see them uh you know it's it's hanging on their wall but i have it like if i ever if i'm ever allowed to have my own space in a house uh ever again in my life I will uh, be able to put it up on the wall somewhere. Yeah, keep waiting, Greg. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, who smokes more weed, Al Dukes or Eddie Scazzeri? <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what's crazy is neither what? one of them. 
Neither one of them. Get out of here. Yeah, so so Al's like a big like rules guy. So like he would never right. illegally smoke weed, you know. And Eddie, you would <laughs> think would be smoking all the time. And yeah. Eddie actually has he has bad experiences with it. Like so, the last time he wow. smoked, he like he went he was out at a restaurant at some like station event or whatever, and they were drinking, having a good time. They go outside, they smoke, and he has like a, a panic attack. He goes into a public bathroom and curled up in the fetal position on the bathroom floor. <laughs> Someone had to go get him. So, so who got him? So neither, <laughs> who got him? Yeah, neither. I, 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 I forget, but I think it was uh, it was guy who works for us. Bobby Dwyer pulled him out of there. But um, but yeah. Okay. So neither one of those guys smoke. Like you know, and any time like I tell a story about like you know uh, partying or having a good time or whatever, all those guys like back off. It's crazy. Like they, like, I don't even think like Eddie will tell that story. You know, Boomer doesn't have any stories. Al, I don't. I don't even think Al's ever smoked weed in his life. Believe it or not, that's amazing. So, I, I, I know. Sh- I am shocked by that. I got to be honest. Have you? Uh, have <laughs> so, so wait, Boomer? Nothing. Like, have you ever gotten Boomer hammered? Have you seen Boomer drunk? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He is. Uh, he, he yeah. He gets. He he can he can get lit up. Uh, there was one. We went to a uh, a fight at the Barclays Center. It was uh, Deontay Wilder and Dominic Brazil, and it was we were back there in like that that VIP area, and the drinks were flowing. And uh, and I remember, <laughs> I remember we go out there. We're sitting, we're sitting ringside, and and we had asked Deontay Wilder to to come on the show that week, and and he said no, and like and and sober Boomer would like didn't care. He's like, oh no problem, we'll get him next time. But drunk Boomer had remembered that moment, and as he was walking out, Boomer goes, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Like, what are you yes. screaming? He's like, he's like, he goes to me, he's like, fuck that guy. He didn't come on the show this week. And I was like, it's all right. And, he, and then I asked him, and I asked him like on Monday after, and I was like, were you really mad they didn't come on the show? He's like, no, I don't know. I was just having a good time. I was like, all right, fine. I love Tremendous. That. Yeah. Great. Boomer and Geo, uh, check him out every morning on WFAN, Coast to Coast, CBS Television, CBS Sports Network. Uh, bigger story. Knicks win a round in the playoffs or the Nets lose in the NBA Finals? Oh, man. You know what? You know why that's a really good question is because you say the Nets lose in the NBA Finals. So the reason yes, why that yes. the reason why that would be a bigger story is the Knicks fans, that's the second best thing to a Knicks championship uh, to a Knicks fan. So I actually think that, that that would be the bigger story because the Knicks fans would be celebrating so much. Like the, the Knicks fans may have a parade of their own if the Nets lose in the Finals. Um, so... <laughs> Just because of the happiness that we would have. But, you know, the, the Nets winning a championship is not going to be that big of a story. But if they lose in the finals, there's so many Knicks fans that are going to be rooting uh, against them that it'll, that, that'll be like, we'll be taking calls all day of Knicks fans gloating in that situation. Oh, my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Just bouncing around with you here for a second. Uh, Sam Darnold going to be the Jets quarterback next year, yes or no? I keep saying yes, but Boomer's getting me on this Zach Wilson thing. Like, So I, I still stand by the fact that it's going to be Sam. I think the best way for them to build currently is to keep Sam, you know, put the weapons around him like they have been, you know, with Corey Davis, they bring in Keelan Cole, but and then and then building and, and either trading down and accumulating more picks with a number two overall pick or selecting somebody other than a quarterback there. That's the way I would do it, but... You know, the more I hear about this love for Zach Wilson, the more I'm thinking they, they may go that way. But as as we talk here uh, today, I, I do think that Sam will be the quarterback. What's uh, what's going on with Carton, man? Is he running muck over there or what? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's all it's all like good Carton stuff. Like, it's not like running a muck. Oh, no, I, I, listen, Greg, yeah. <laughs> Greg, let me be clear. I, I say that respectfully. Listen, yeah. Craig, we, we all have our shit, dude, okay? Yeah, right. um, and I yeah. just want to be entertained when I turn on the radio, okay? Craig is exceptional at tying a radio station and shows together. For better or for worse, he's exceptional at that. He's very entertaining. But I just imagine him coming back out of prison and, like, nothing's ever happened and him just running amok amongst uh, WFAN. Well, basically, yeah. I mean, it's it's all that stuff. You know, I mean, he he stole the the boss's massage chair and put it in his office. He's bought a popcorn machine. There's a bunch of, you know, food all over the place, you know. Like, he, you know, I get a call at 5 o'clock on Friday where I'm sitting there drinking and it's it's from them and they're asking me questions about what I ate for dinner. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, like, all that stuff is going on. As uh, Boomer calls him Captain Chaos, it's it's great to – you know, to have him back and, 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 cause I never really worked with him on the radio station, obviously. I mean, I was a producer when they were doing their, you know, having their heyday of Boomer and Carton. So I didn't have much of a relationship uh, with them. So now it's, it's, it's very cool to have like, you know, a lineup that I don't think is going to change for a while. Cause there was a lot of flux there at the radio station for, you know, a long time. So, uh, so yes, you are correct with the, uh, with the running amok. Um, listen, he, uh, he makes me laugh. I'll tell you a quick, funny story. Um, right after college club med Turks and Caicos, Craig will remember this spring break. So I was there with my friends from Long Island, Port Washington. Uh, and Craig was there either with his friends from New Rochelle or his friends, uh, from Syracuse. Regardless, it was two packs of friends. You know, the scene from Anchorman where you have the two lame <laughs> news crews right. kind of squared off, right? Yeah, with the Craig, Triton, Craig, yeah. Right. Carton had his lame crew who thought they were tough. And I had my lame crew who thought we were tougher. And there was a weird sort of tension. But I ended up getting Craig's number. He had already established himself in the radio business. I said, Craig, you to help me out. And boy, did he help me out. I got a call a couple of weeks later from the fucking Metro traffic lady in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm like, Carton, I want to do sports radio. I want to work for you. I don't want to do fucking traffic. <laughs> Shadow traffic was the hookup he gave. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Traffic with Stugats on the ones and sevens. (laughs) The ones and sevens. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. He must have thought you had talent because usually people with talent, like, don't help out other people with talent because they get threatened. So, like, he was probably like, hey, listen, this guy might be pretty good. Let me give him a job in traffic. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but I wanted a job with him. Yeah, where the station he was, <laughs> the station he was working at. Um, give me the media critic you dislike the most. Like for me, it's Andrew Marshawn. I am always wondering how the fuck Andrew Marshawn, okay, knows more about my life than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of, res- I kind of respect his ability to be on top of everything. Like I will say that, like when he writes stuff. Like, it is, it is of interest to me. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess Mushnick, just because, like, it's enough of the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember, you know, reading it in the 90s and being like, okay, this is entertaining. But it's like the same playbook over and over and over again. And it's worked for him. But, like, you know, there's, there's stuff that he'll criticize about our radio station or whatever. And then, like, his newspaper is just as bad, if not worse. And he never, like, turns the, the spotlight in on that. And it's just like, like I'm tired of hearing about like moving games to nine o'clock and how the kids can't watch or like, you know, this rapper bought a team and he used a bad word in a song 10 years ago or, you know, like Jay-Z sold crack so he's not allowed to be an adult. Like, I just like, it's like enough of this shit. It's like the same thing. He reminds me of that old caller to the radio station that, you know, if we're having fun or having laughs on a non-sports topic says, why don't you guys talk sports? Talk more sports. Isn't this a sports radio channel? Like, he's that type of guy in a column that, that drives me crazy. But he's had a good long career. And as, uh, you know, the stock line with that is, you know, when he stops writing about us, you know it's a problem. So uh, at least we're of interest to him. What I love about both you and Craig Carton is even in that even in that city, okay, where you can still talk about a bunt in game 33 of the regular season, you guys figured out that's really not what the people want, and you've well, gone in a different direction. It's been more sports, guy talk, entertainment. The whole industry has kind of shifted that way. Um, was, was there any blowback, I'm wondering, for either you or Craig uh, when you guys started going kind of with that format for your show? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, you know, especially if things aren't, aren't going well, you know, so like early on with, with Boomer and Carton, Boomer always tells the story about how like, you know, when they were getting their footing, you know, Chernoff wouldn't let Craig do the Susan Waldman voice or the John Sterling stuff or make fun of the Yankee broadcasters. And then when they got to number one, he just unleashed and did it all. So that was like a, a little bit of suppress. So, you know, they, they got that sort of creative part of them suppressed by I churn off at that time. And then for me, you know, when I first started and before we started churning and, and consistently being first, you know, there was a lot of stuff from churn off where it was like, you know, I like to talk about stuff that happened at the radio station and the personalities. And he would always tell me, oh, it's too much inside. You know, people don't care about that stuff. And I'm like, I, I think that they do. I really do believe that some of the stories about the personalities, I mean, you're asking me about Eddie Scazzari and Al Dukes. Like people care about these guys. Uh, and they're yes. interesting, and if you make a a world for them in which there's characters, like, you know, people like that stuff. So that was one of the things that, you know, he would tell me about. As far as, like, the non-sports topics, he didn't care so much about about that. And, you know, what really pushed a fast-forward button on all of this was sports shutting down last year. You know, and that's what right. really changed the mentality of the executives. And honestly, like, as bad as it has been and as bad as it was back then, you know, like, from a content standpoint so i don't get my words twisted here you know it was one of the better things that could have happened for the show because all these things that i was fighting for people in charge finally understood i you know i used to say you know we can't be tethered to the sports calendar all the time 
You know, we just it can't be that thing. You know, we're like, oh, it's February and things are dead. Like, we can't have that mentality or we're going to die. Like, it has to be entertainment first. It has to be. You know, we don't have to open up. The show open doesn't have to be about about the game all the time. You know, it's four hours. People listen differently. You know, people are entertained. You can get specific podcasts on whatever team you want. You get scores on your phone immediately. You know, if people turn on us. They want to hear us, and they want to laugh, and they want to have a good time. So I think that really showcased itself, you know, when we didn't have sports for a very long time and really, you know, made itself clear to the people that were resistant to the entertainment first model. Yeah, Dan and I were kind of kind of laughing, saying no show was more ready and built for a pandemic than our show. So of course. <laughs> you've learned, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we, we, we breeze right through it, you know, but that's what we've always done. We just, it's just whatever's on our mind we talk about, you know. Just speaking of your guy's show, I actually had, I had one of the uh, what he looks like things. I submitted it on Twitter and and you guys read it on the air. And, <laughs> Which one? and I was, I was so, I was so proud. I actually recorded it on my, 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 the voice notes of my iPhone. You know, you know what's so strange? And maybe you have this same, and I'll tell you which one it was in a second. But I, uh, what's so strange about radio is, like, even I'm on the air five days a week on WFAN. Five days a week, you know, 20 hours morning drive. But if something that I said or I texted to a friend of mine who's on the air or you guys read a tweet, that I read and I'm listening in the car, I still think that's the most special thing in the world and I get a kick out of it. I don't know why. It's, just, it's like that's like it's my passion for radio, I guess. But like when you guys did that, like read that thing, I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. So it was, uh, you know, Terry Collins, uh, the Mets manager. I said, uh, yeah. Terry Collins looks like a guy who shows up at the Golden Girls house to take Blanche Devereaux out on a date. That was the one. I, I I think that's in our Mark Sadness tournament this year. Actually. <laughs> so that was mine. That's a good job. That's a good. <laughs> and you are more proud of that than anything you've done at WFAN. Is that <laughs> Almost. It's at least a top Almost. ten moment. It's a top ten oh, moment God. in my radio. Career. <laughs> I fucking I fucking love you, dude. Boomer and Geo, check him out. 6 to 10 a.m. Uh, every morning, WFAN, Monday through Friday. And, of course, CBS Sports Network, if you want to check him out uh, on TV. I'm going to get you out of here in a second. You're almost home, by the way. <laughs> no, no, there. no. No, I live, I live so far away. So I'm actually uh, passing Mikey A's old place, Mineola. So I'm actually passing nice. uh, exit uh, 40W uh, Mineola right now. I, I don't get off until exit 62 Nichols Road. I live all the way out in Suffolk County, man. I uh, I got as far away from the, the city as I possibly could, and that's where I grew up, and I don't really mind the commute because it's the morning hours. That a boy. Um, all right, so a couple of quick baseball questions and a little fun game, and then I'll get you the hell out of here, okay, because I know you're I tired. Hope it's a fun, much is, is the fun game G-O or G-No? Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> it could have been. It's actually going to be Scazzeri, Dukes, or Recco. I mean, All right. <laughs> All right, because I heard you do wing go or wing no, and I was like, man, I hope I get, I hope I get G-O or G-no. Uh, but uh, all right, go ahead. It, it, it's funny. All right, here, here, I'll make a deal with you, because I can go... I was going to go G-Go or G-No, okay? <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking stupid. Um, we'll have a return date, okay? You and I, right. we will play uh, G-O or G-No, okay? Right, uh, the Mets. Most, in- most interesting thing about Steve Cohen uh, owning the Mets is blank. Man, that he could get in trouble in the stock market somehow. <laughs> because <laughs> yes, we, yes. we just went through that whole thing with him and GameStop, and then he 
he was giving money to his friend. He was bailing this guy out, and who knows? And, you know, he had the thing in his past. Like, so I actually like Steve Cohen, and I had a little bit of a, you know, back and forth with him on Twitter, like a nice back and forth, like uh, instant med- uh, DMs, rather, and he was great, and he's a listener. Uh, but then when that whole thing went down, man, that was, that was a little, that was an eye-opener, like, like, wow, like he's got another life where he's a real powerful guy and not a lot of people like him, and that, that to me is interesting. Uh, Yankees, going to be good? How good? Uh, listen, I'm going to say they're going to do the same damn thing they do every year. Is they're really good regular season, they get into the postseason, and there's a team that's just better than they are uh, when they get into the playoffs. It happens every single year. There's just always a team that's better at baseball than they are. Simple as that. It's not about the home runs. It's not about Aaron Judge on Carl Stanton. It's about a team that plays the game better, and every single year that happens, whether it's the Astros or the Rays or whatever. So they'll get into the playoffs, and then they'll get beat by somebody else who's either got better pitching or they're just better defensively or whatever. It's the same thing every year. All right. Uh, Greg Giannotti with us here on Stupidity. Check him out, Boomer and Geo. You know what we're trying to do right now, just to be honest? I'm trying to get some questions together for G, for Gio or Gino. <laughs> well, <laughs> As I'm doing it, because Mikey, Mikey A fucking bailed on me. <laughs> I, mean, well, I don't know where he is. He's doing <laughs> <laughs> that's great i love that i love when the producer just leaves in the, in the middle of well he's taking know. care of his I, I sprung this on him last minute and he's taking care of his kids so i knew this was gonna oh happen. i got all right let's I do got let's quick let's quickly do uh Scazzeri, dukes or reco uh okay. least likely to stick his hand in his pocket when the dinner bill comes Scazzeri, oh. dukes reco <laughs> Le- you're saying least likely to do that least likely yes uh, I would say Jerry Recco would be the least likely. God, I love Jerry Recco. And you're so right about the ancillary parts on a radio show. I am telling you, as someone who grew up on this radio station, Jerry Recco means something to me. <laughs> he might not mean anything to anyone else, but he means something to me, you know? <laughs> of course, man, of course. All those guys, like, you know, Minko yes. and Harris Allen and Jerry Recco and Erica Herskowitz and all these people that, right. you know, you, you grew up listening to or you listen to the radio station. I mean, it's like, you know, meeting those guys. Like, I got excited to meet Mark Malusis the first time. Uh, I met him. So it's, it's just, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Listen, Bob Usler was a uh, was a teacher of mine at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. It was like I was meeting fucking Reggie Jackson, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. She's so right. <laughs> when the when the McMahon retired, I cried at our show. <laughs> I know. I I did, I did. I didn't cry on the show, but I cried when I was listening but, to it. I mean, oh I, it's, cra- it's crazy, the impact. It really is. All right, so uh, least likely is Recco, so he's cheap. Who's the most likely um, to stick his hands in his no. pocket to try to oh, pay for dinner? Oh, oh, I thought you – all right, sorry. No, no, hold on. Oh, so, oh okay, got- no, no. All right. so, so, so Jerry is the most likely. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Jerry's the most likely to pay. I would say that okay. – I'd say that, that Eddie is the least likely to pay. He's one of those guys <laughs> that sort of like – he, he expects, like, listen, you guys are taking care of this. There's no two ways about it. Either that or the company's going to pay for it. It ain't going to be me. So I, that's, that's <laughs> definitely the Scazzeri mentality. Does Scazzeri even try? Like, does, it even, does he even give the appearance that he's trying to pay? Like, maybe sticks his hand halfway down the pocket? Anything? No, no. He'll, he'll walk away from the dinner before the bill comes <laughs> and take a stroll down the sidewalk before he ever reaches into his pocket. I love that. Uh, all right. 
Odd scenario, you wind up in prison, you have one call to make, your only choices are Scazzeri, Dukes, or Recco. Who are you going with? So you said one, you dropped out to one phone call if I'm in prison? Yeah, you got one phone call, but your only choices, oddly, are Scazzeri, Dukes, or Recco. Who are you calling? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. You know, So as least likely as Eddie is to pay, he's the most likely to show up in that situation. Uh, he, he, would like, he would do whatever it took to make sure he would take care of you in that spot. Um, so 100% it would be, it would be Eddie Scazzeri. Plus, you know, Al's a very, you know, Al's like a, he's a selfish guy. He's a single guy. He's got a girlfriend. He's not married. does what he wants. He would not want to be bothered by that. You know, uh, Jerry's always got some sort of game with his kids or a tournament or some little league shit. So there's no way he'd be around. He wouldn't care. He'd be like, listen, I'll get to you in a couple of days. Uh, Eddie would ride one of his, like, uh, you know, chocolate lamps to the, the to the jail to, to free you. <laughs> All right, babysit your kids, Kazari, Dukes, or Recco. Oh, it's got it's got to be Jerry. Jerry's the only one with kids out of the three of them, so he would actually <laughs> know what to do. I mean, Al would probably sell them on the black market. <laughs> it, would def- it would definitely be Jerry Recco. Oh, my God. Gambling advice. Kazari, Dukes, or Recco? Jerry. Uh, Jerry's into it. He knows the most about sports and stuff. Uh, out of all those guys, he, he likes to dabble. Uh, definitely Jerry. All right, last one. Most likely uh, person you'd most likely go on vacation with. Kazari, Dukes, or Recco? Oh, man. You know, that's a good one. Uh, I would say probably Jerry. Like, Jerry likes to have fun. Like, Jerry likes he likes the warm weather. And he likes to have fun, like, so, and that's, you know, I could see me and Jerry at some, like, you know, uh, a resort in Aruba getting drunk and, and, and renting out a catamaran uh, where, like, you know, Al doesn't want to deal with any people. And then, like, Eddie's idea of a vacation is going to, like, Montana uh, to, to hike and, uh, you know, take pictures. So there's, there's no freaking way it would be Eddie. All right, I'll give you a couple and get you out of here. Uh, pee in the shower. G-O or G-No? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy we're doing it. Um, it's, 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 it's G-O all the way. I mean, and I actually, like, when I wake up in the morning at 3.15, in order not to wake my wife up, because, I, you know, I've got, I still have a very strong flow at my age, like, I'll, like, I'll turn the shower on and then pee right into the drain and not use the toilet to flush it in the morning. So it's an every morning G-O pee in the shower. Uh, and thank you for the reminder of uh, your stream. Uh, tell me how that stream's going in 10 years, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got to flex with the prostate while you still got it, right? You got to <laughs> take advantage. Flex with the prostate. Um, <laughs> Listen, sometimes, I'm telling you, in the middle of the day, I walk into the bathroom, uh, and my choices are the shower and the toilet, and I just choose the shower. It's wide open. I mean, yeah, else? right. Exactly. And there's just something welcoming yes. about it. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's that primal instinct. Like, I like peeing outside a lot, too. Like, if I have an opportunity to do that, like, not in public where people are around, but let's say, like, I got to let my dog out at night and there's nobody around in the backyard, like, like I'll go and I'll, I'll pee outside at that moment just like it's yeah. a primal thing. Just like, listen, this is my right. house, my yard. Like, I'll piss where I want. There's a freedom to it. You're right. It's, yeah, a, it's a yeah. very good point. Um, peeing in the pool. I'm assuming this is a uh, a geo, geo or geno. No, it's no. And this is this might surprise you. Wow. Absolutely not. I hate it. 
I hate when people do it. I think it's horrible. Like, you know, to me, it's like if I'm in my backyard by myself, I'm peeing in the, in the grass. It goes away. But you're peeing in a pool that people are, like, in, and they're dunking their heads in, and, like, you know, sometimes water gets in your mouth and everything. I think I actually avoid pools because because of that like it's a thing like I, i'd rather i'd rather jump in in the in the great south bay out here be in the ocean with all the the fish shit than be in a pool where like some guy i know could be pissing in it two feet away from me so absolutely no way am i uh, a pee in a pool guy all right farting under the sheets uh geo or gino oh 100 geo i mean i i i've, I've <laughs> I'm 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 a I'm a gassy guy. My wife actually prefers. It's funny. She actually would rather me fart than burp in front of her for whatever reason. So because she yells at me for the burping and I have to suppress so many burps, I rip farts all day in the house. So um, you could catch me anywhere, just uh, pumping them out. All right, I'm going to get you out of here. You've given me uh, more than enough. Time. I want your wife on the podcast now. <laughs> 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 we'll do the Stoolywood game. Me, me and my wife versus you and you. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, hey, yeah. I, uh, what's your NCAA, uh, what's day one look like for you? When G, when Greg Giannotti gets home today, what's it going to look like? Oh, man. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, I've spent so much time at home because of this COVID thing. So it's basically going to be like every other day of me sitting in front of the okay. television, eating something horrible <laughs> and drinking something. Uh, and then and then hoping that my daughter doesn't scream for Peppa Pig on the television and trying to convince her that, that daddy gets to watch the big TV today. Um, so that's what it's going to be. I'm, I'm going to be arguing with a three-year-old over who gets to watch the television. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, I'll put... You know, the bracket, I'm always terrible with the brackets. I'll, you know, I'll gamble on a couple of individual games and, you know, I'll get irrationally angry about players and teams that I never cared about in my life, and it'll feel great. All right. Well, just know this, okay? Um, every time a ball bounces, a basket is made, a basket is missed, a free throw is made, a free throw is missed, I will have won or lost money, okay? <laughs> <laughs> As it should be, man. As it should be. Uh, all right. Check him out, 6 to 10 every morning, WFAN with Boomer Esiason and on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, last thing, you and I – now, I don't know if this is co- going to come to fruition – we were scheduled to do a show together. Booms was taking a day off. Uh, I had some family issues that you are aware of, obviously, so we could not do it. Greg, I am asking, are we ever going to get this done? Uh, because I would yeah. love to do a show with you on WFAN. I know, me too. I, I don't know. I mean, I wish I could give you an answer. I would love to say yes. You know, the, the, the issue now is, like, when when is Boomer taking off next? You know, it's not going to be, I can't, I can't go, hey, Boomer, uh, you mind if Stu Goss comes in and fills in for you? Why don't you take a day off so we can... Why Stu Goss in here? The guy was a fucking NFL MVP. I can't just fucking tell him. He's, listen, he's my favorite gen of all time. I mean, I'll just come on with both of you. Well, that's a fucking fun. Yeah, well, I mean, that, yeah, that, that, that may work. Um, but, uh, right. but yeah, listen, just, uh, you, you know, the guys that can really make it happen. You know, I, I've already, you know, we yeah. were on the schedule. It was going to happen. You know, I think, I think at some point, um, we can, I think at some point it can, I just, the problem was, you know, vacation days and all that stuff. So I'm really hoping that it, yep. that it can, cause that'll be, that'd be a great experience. And I think we'd have a blast. Listen, we will get there. Um, I, any contribution I can make to that state at this stage of my career, Greg, any contribution I can make to that station. And I love you and I love your show is just gravy for me. Like I don't need any money. I don't need any of it. I just like doing it because it's WFAN. It's where I grew up. It's the station I grew up listening to, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, uh, I've yeah. always felt that same way. Um, you know, whether I was producing or as a part timer or an intern or doing what I am now, I mean, it's it's the greatest feeling in the world to be a part of it, and I know exactly how you feel. So, we'll, we'll yeah. you know what? We will get it done, damn it. We will get it done at some yes. point. That's what I wanted to hear, Giannotti. All right, man. <laughs> hey, I am super happy for you. You're living your dream, man. I'm happy for your success. I'm happy because you're happy. Uh, that's what's important. And so uh, I appreciate the time today, man. Really great stuff. Well, well thanks a lot. I had, I had a great time, and uh, thanks for having me on here, and I'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, Mike, Giannotti was awesome, man. That was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that. He enjoyed that. How about him? We didn't have a game prepared. And how about Gio asking for Gio or Gino? I mean, that, that is a man who listens to our podcast, Mikey. Hey, what'd you think of uh what'd you think of Giannotti there? It was it was my childhood, but mixed with today because it was like the current iteration of WFAN. I fucking enjoyed the hell out of that. Mike, you left halfway through. This is true. Stupidity! <laughs> <laughs> Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.